Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Sup, Powerful Nonsenses? Hello. We are back in your ear holes for another episode of the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the Millennial Podcast. Good one. Getting in there before you get in there, Jem. I am Jem Yildiz. And I am Wayne Ingram, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so welcome to the show. Um, we've got a good episode, I think, today. Be an interesting one, slightly different to one that we've done, certainly not for a long time, at least. Uh, going to be talking about how you're being perceived. We're going to talk about all sorts of things, such as body language, the way that you're communicating with people, and essentially, whether or not you are bullshitting yourself and other people (laughs) (laughs) this is a good one actually because i think a lot of the time we think about how we kind of want to express ourselves especially online in person Mm. what we wear but actually i think we don't usually take the time whether we can actually see it actually of how we're actually maybe being perceived i think it's very easy to kind of guess how you're coming across like you'll wear a certain thing so people think of you a certain way you'll Mm. say a certain thing online you'll share a certain thing online hoping that people perceive you in that way that you hope for but actually are you actually hitting the mark of what you want or could you be coming across as a complete utter one of those (laughs) i i almost thought you were gonna say it and i thought we might have to put in a possibly second bleep in the existence i think we've done it once before wasn't a bleep. I just gave it a little. Yeah. Just doled it out. It just, a, yeah. Just a, yeah. One of those. Because you're such an. Exactly. I really just think that you should just sort your out. It was one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, now, did I really say it, or did we just cut it out? You didn't say it because I wouldn't take the time to edit that out. It's too much. I just have to leave it there. <laughs> the editor, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> on that episode. So, the man who can't be asked. Um, like me on gym day (laughs) Uh, so yes so um, I guess one of the best places to start in terms of how one is being perceived is to talk about body language and I think that's one of the best places to start because actually I think it's something like only 20% maybe even less than that I I love this you're just you've got these stats now that just will fall out i know i'm just just, they do they do they just fall out but the problem is the problem is is they're not 100 percent accurate because i'm kind of like i'm kind of estimating the percentages because i can't remember the specific (laughs) percentage so i'm having to kind of go it's definitely less than 50 percent it's definitely more than 10 percent so it's not 100 percent accurate see what i did there keep keep Um, into keep into our professionalism as usual but but the the 
I think the point still stands, even if I am estimating a lot of We're these. gonna start like a separate website which is just Wayne's stats on things. <laughs> and he just he just just makes wild guesses. Yeah, it's like fake stats like said the the University of Ingram, Pennsylvania. Based on no scientific based, evidence. Yeah, based on utter bullshit. <laughs> no, these are based off statistics that I have heard, but I can't remember the specific number. So it's kind of roundings. Oh, okay. We'll call it roundings. Rounding up. Rounding, rounding up, up to rounding the nearest fifty percent. <laughs> to the nearest or the furthest from total utter garbage. <laughs> no, I'm, I'll try and keep it as as close as I can, but I'm not. They're not always going to be hundred percent accurate. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold him to it, is what he's saying. Yeah. It's something like between 10 and 20%. You would make a great politician. You could just make shit up all day long. Just stats on... Now, now. All kinds of stuff. I would make a fantastic politician. 50% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. About 80% of people would vote for me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, so yeah it's something like somewhere between about 10 and 20 percent of our <laughs> fuck off go get cracking 10 and 20 percent of our communication comes through speech is it the rest is all body language I've whether heard, that's micro expressions i'm not gonna lie i have actually heard lately that that is total bs but I'm not going to... That can't possibly be total BS. Okay, but... That cannot possibly be total BS. Think about... Think about... And I mean, I know this isn't speech, and this is the written word, but think about how often emails are completely misunderstood or the tones of text messages are completely misunderstood. Mm. So if you could send like a... Uh, like a gif of your movement whilst you're saying that text, it would clear things completely up. Well, that's why emojis work so well, right? Mm. Because you're basically put in body language in text form. I had a debate this morning about... Because micro facial expressions are body language, right? Guess so. Because yeah. if, if, I, if I say to you... How you, do, how you doing tonight, wink emoji? That's it. Or if Well, hang on. You, you're not going to be able to hear this, guys. But if I say... Jem, I hate you. You're smiling in a kind of creepy way, but it's like you might not hate me. Or if I say, Jem. This is Wayne live acting. This is a first, guys. Jem, I hate you. <laughs> That's like I stole something from your house or... Right. So there you go. Unfortunately, you guys didn't get to see that. Three years professional training for that moment. That was it. It was amazing. It was Oscar worthy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a lot there. And that wasn't even with me stood up. That was with me sat next to you, changing the expression on my face. But tone changed a little bit too. There will be a slight change of tone, sure. I'd actually be very interested to listen back to this to see how similar they were. Mm. There you go, a bit of homework for that yourself. I tried to keep the tone as close as possible as I could. Anyway, so the point is that such a, whether Jem wants to argue the toss about it or not, <laughs> a small percentage of our communication, at least in the school of Wayne, uh, comes through speech. So what's happening is then when most people are actually using technology such as Facebook, WhatsApp, 
digital technology to communicate. Basically, if you're saying that 20% of that is actual communication, that pretty means a lot of the time we may not be expressing ourselves in the way that... Well, it's not so much whether or not you're expressing yourself so much as if the other person is receiving the correct expression. Is that why we actually get, like, when someone just says a really wanky status on Facebook and there could be a hundred ways of reading it and then you read someone else's comment and they're all like, how do you see it like that? And you think it's they're actually saying it in a legit way and then at the same time you're like, you're such a soppy this or mm. so could that be why there's such a or discrepancy when, in how you might read? Or when, or when like a significant other texts you and you can't work out whether or not they're pissed off with you or if it's fine. Mm. Like we've actually, we have developed... Since, since modern communication is coming, we have developed certain things within the written word and, and manipulated punctuation in order to be more expressive. So, like, if Because, you forget- for example, if somebody sends you a text saying, OK, you assume it's OK. But if they send you a text message saying, OK, full stop, Ooh. you know damn well it something's, is not OK. Something's not good. Yeah. See what I mean? I get you. But... If there's no kiss at the end but of But in it- literary terms traditionally either way it should have a full stop it should be there it should be there punctuation but we don't communicate in the written word that way anymore there you go so we've built things in because we can't communicate to the extent that we need to just in the written word and that's actually made me really think because there's certain things that I, have to, I say on like instagram nowadays i'm like i read it and i'm like i need to put like the the emoji with the tongue out just so people know that I'm not being arsy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a joke, but actually if you read it without the tongue out emoji, uh-huh. you'd actually think I might be being a bit of a yeah. dick about it. Yeah. Didn't think about that. There you go, you see. So we can conclude that I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> and so Sorry. today you'll be learning everything you need to know about what emoji to put next to your text <laughs> to make sure you don't come across as a bit of an ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Powerful on the podcast but for no. millennials. <laughs> so, so body language is really important, right? And so there, there are... Th- I learned this the other day, okay? But this was great, and this kind of opened my eyes. There are three, three key forms of communication, physical states, mm. okay? Which are bluff, denial, and center you can probably imagine which one is the good one out of all of those guessing center correct the other two are on two extremes right um there's bluff which is um you know the alpha guy that's walking around on the tube or in the gym the guy that sits at the bar he's got loads of drinks but he's just squeezing his bicep yeah and his shoulders are like so far back like you think his his spine's like bent out of shape, and and like <laughs> he he holds his chin up really high so he can look down on everyone else, and you know, like makes himself extra tall. You know the guy that just takes up more room than any person naturally should. <laughs> That's the, bluff. the guy on the train that will not close his bloody legs. Yes, when he's in your or the guy zone of- right. Oh, this has been bugging me so much of late. Late, me too. I'm like, oh. It's happening so much. I'm like, fuck off with your alpha shit. I'm like, look where that armrest is. Your leg is definitely over. I'm sat on the tube, leaning to the right, because there's a guy to my left who's like, arms out whilst texting on his phone. 
And I'm like, why do your arms have to be so wide? <laughs> like, stick your elbows in, dick. Um, but yeah, that guy, <laughs> right? So that's that's the bluff, right? And they kind of the, there are two elements to these states. There's whether or not you want to be seen, and whether or not you want to see other people. Okay. This state is wanting to be seen, but not wanting to see other people. Okay. This is look at me, look at me, look at me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there, you know, there are obviously shades within all of this. But if you imagine that state, then on the other side, you've got denial, right? Which is the shoulders forward, spines kind of crunched up, stomachs kind of out, shy, very much. They might look down at the floor. They might look up at the sky. They won't look in your eye when when they're talking to you. This is called denial, Mm -hmm. okay? And the two elements of that are not wanting to be seen and not wanting to see others. Okay. And if you actually, the good thing is about body language is, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, is body language affects your mental state and your mental state can affect your body language. Actually, one thing that actors do a lot is that they manipulate their body language in order to feel different things. When you walk outside, your body language is very different to, excuse me, (laughs) uh, your body language is very different to the body language that you have when you're indoors, particularly if it's raining outside or if it's sunny outside, you'll have different, your body will react in different ways. And actually you can trick your body into feeling miserable just by putting your shoulders forward, right? So you've got bluff, wanting to be seen, but not wanting to see others. Denial, not wanting to be seen and not wanting to see others. And then you have center, which is a much more neutral state there's not much tension in the body. It's very relaxed. Um, and this is wanting to be seen, but also wanting to see other people. And if you go get yourself into a meditative state and come out of it, you're much more likely to be in what is referred to as center. Um, and actually, once you engage in conversation, if you manage to sustain that state, and when you engage in conversation with people, you'll actually find <clears throat> that you're much more curious as to them as much as you are wanting to express yourself whereas with bluff um all you want to do is talk at people and and say this is you know yeah 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 this is great look at me look at me look at me denial you don't really want to have conversation with anyone and you might come up with short answers or you might seem disinterested avoidance avoidance yeah very much so whereas center is a position where you are just at ease both talking within yourself and talking to other people. But I guess it's probably a lot harder to say, stay in that centred place because yes. the environment will instantly change which one yes. you're feeling. And I, I was just thinking, obviously, in some circumstances, certain degrees, like you say, these certain shades could actually work in your favour mm. in terms of actually if you play the denial, you might come across defenseless which means actually you might draw someone in Mm -hmm. which then allows you to switch in that moment to the more wording and we all go into all different states at different times i very much go into bluff when i'm walking on the london underground because i want people to get out my freaking way (laughs) but you also have the people that are getting in my way that are often the ones that are in the denial state of kind of just looking at their phone just kind of don't really want to go to work so they're taking their sweet ass time um, <laughs> and you're just like get out my freaking way but I go into bluff state because I just want to I just want to get going um, 
And, you know, there are benefits to all three of them. But really, if you're going to a networking event or you're going on a date or whatever, really the state you want to be in is center. So how do we get there? Meditation. That's the only way in. Um, it's not the only way in. Obviously, it depends on how comfortable you are in yourself because, you know, we're all riddled with insecurities and whatever. So you can either the long way around is to do a lot of self-work and become very comfortable in yourself all t- at all times. I find after The bit- shortcut is meditation. I find after I've been in the gym, I feel, I get that feeling of centeredness. Like I've, once I've been to the gym and then I go out mm. to hit the day, I always feel like, even when I'm on the trains, I like smile at people and I feel like I'm connected to them. I feel like they can yeah. feel that I'm, I don't know. I guess, yeah, but, 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 but in, the way, in a way, the gym can often be a form of meditation. Mm. And, I feel, and I feel that and like people say phys- physicality when you're kind of really grounding yourself in weights and mm. movement and flexibility and limberness I'm guessing in some ways stretching and holding weight in taut positions is kind uh-huh. of adding to that sort of feeling of being centered yeah for some people but I would argue that there are many people in the gym that are constantly in the bluff state and they're in the gym so that they can come out the gym even more bluffed maybe <laughs> True <laughs> um, and you know the 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 what I would call gym rats, which are only there to look amazing and not actually there to. It's as if, as if you're wearing a vest, a string vest, and a and a headband. Yeah, <laughs> and they've oiled their skin before they get into the gym. You know. Yeah. Those are the sorts of people that are not probably going to come out centered because they're not there. They're there to look as good as possible so that everybody pays attention to them. You have the people that are in the gym. Purely so that people look at them whilst they're in the gym. Those are in a bluff state. And they are the people. And, and this is the thing. And this is where it gets really interesting because where the mind, the body affects the mind, right? Because those are also the same people that when you do engage in a conversation with them, even if it is in the gym, you're like, yeah, I didn't really click with him. Like he's a bit of a knob. Mm. You're more likely to have that experience with those people. Obviously, Again, there are shades, right? So it's not going to be with everyone. But I would argue that those are the people that are in the gym that you're more likely to be like, oh, yeah, he was a bit full of himself. Or you might even go and speak to him and you might come across centred and actually push him into a denial mode because suddenly he's like, well, didn't expect that from you. Well, yeah, because by its very definition, bluff is is looking confident without being confident mm-hmm. and looking in control without being in control. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so... Uh, so just think about just all of those different ingredients of all of those different states. Just think about what you might be putting across. And you are going to switch between those states. Obviously, it's only natural. But really, there are certain moments where you do really want to be centered. And, and being centered also includes, you know, being present in the moment. It's not just a body language thing. And I, if you um, just experiment, deliberately put yourself into these states and see how affects the way that you interact with people because i think you'll be surprised as to how big of an effect it has just embrace put yourself into those physical states embrace those physical states and see how much more of a dick you become when you're in bluff mode and how much more of a pushover you become when you're in denial mode just see just experiment it's it's eye-opening um which kind of leads to another thing i've been reading a great book recently well i say reading on Audible, but it's still classes reading, I suppose, uh, <laughs> except just biologically, it's a different sense. <laughs> um, so Robert Greene, 
wrote The 48 Laws of Power. Fantastic book, which you recommended to me, Gem, mm, actually years one of the ago. First books that got me into self development. And it is a fantastic book. It's a book that I do go back to quite regularly. He's written another book, uh, which is very, very interesting. It's actually an old book. Hmm? It's not a new book either. What 48 Laws of Power? No, the other one you oh, the other about one. to mention. Yeah. Uh, which one did you write first, actually? Poor Yellow's Power. I thought so, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was the first one I read, anyway. The other one is The Art of Seduction, which is a fantastic, fantastic book. And despite the title, um, it includes both business, social, and romantic. Yeah, it's not like the game, how to kind no, of pick it's up. No, it's not a pick-up book in any stretch yeah. of the imagination. 48 Laws of Power and The Art of Seduction are written in a very similar style, which is basically looking at historical figures, seeing how they behaved, seeing how that all lines up, and then drawing rules and laws of interaction from those examples. Very, 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 very interesting. Um, and one of the things, one of the types of seducers that the that Robert Greene talks about in The Art of Seduction is the anti-seducer, um, which obviously is not a tactic that one should uh, should. It's not your default use. dating mode, is it? No, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully not. Um, but the anti-seducer has many, many qualities about themselves. Um, one is the windbag. <laughs> that talks and talks and talks and talks and talks and doesn't let anybody else speak, much like myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm still here, guys. <laughs> um, the other people are the people that are not generous. That's another quality. Um, there's a quality of disinterest um, and and just kind of actively not being not caring about what the other person has to say um there was another quality as well which really jumped out on me but i can't remember it but anyway there are certain qualities i'd recommend reading the book um because again it's not just about pickup work it's like social interaction what what makes people interested in you what makes you an interesting person a bit like to being uh, ben edwards captivate i guess elements of that yeah very much elements of that and i definitely as i'm i'm about two thirds of the way through and there are definitely elements of crossover. Um, but I definitely recommend reading that book and, and particularly looking at the anti sedu- anti seducers chapter, because that really breaks down the things that, that really turn people off both romantically, sexually and otherwise. <laughs> um, and, and really just look at those things. Cause I think there are so many people that have those qualities that don't even realize it. And when first impressions are so important, particularly if you're networking or trying to develop business relationships, um, first impressions are so important. And if you've got these qualities, you really need to just work on dampening them. But windbag was, was one that really jumped out at me because I know I talk a lot. And it was actually something that before I read that chapter, I was going, do I talk at people a little too much? And it was something that was <laughs> bugging me and kind of like, maybe I need to... Talk I was less. going to tell you a windbag, but I just I, thought I'd let you. No, I'm, let I'm, you I'm, I am partly aware that I that I have that quality sometimes, but it's actually more when I get excited than it is necessarily because I'm like, listen to the sound of my voice. I'm going to keep talking until you interrupt me. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> it's more when I get really excited and and things. Uh-huh. And I think that comes back to sort of self awareness as well. Like you're saying that people aren't aware of those traits, mm. and it doesn't take till someone like lays it out in actual 
bullet points do you do these things and then you can kind of assess yourself and say oh like you said there that windbag one connector you're like well actually maybe i talk a little bit too much but that little tweak will now make you a little more conscious when you you be like i'm windbagging and you might just rein uh-huh. it in well i did it uh the weekend just gone i was out for a friend's uh birthday and i was chatting to someone and we kind of found some some kind of things that we had in common and we were just kind of talking about them and then after a while i was kind of like yeah they're not really they're not really listening anymore are they <laughs> maybe i've talked too much i'm just gonna wind that in and was just the, let them was talk it, was it the point they were like laying on the table like foaming at them no mouth? but you know when you you suddenly start to see someone's eyes slowly start to glaze over and and, and they're not really engaging as much and, and coming back with the yeah. same you do have that of... effect wayne sometimes <laughs> take it away john i'm joking Please win bag. No, no, carry on. So, what's our next point? Oh yeah, you see, you fucking need me. <laughs> win, win bag away. Um. Well, I mean, one of the next points that I was going to bring up was actually one that you suggested that we talk about, which was the need for approval. Yes. Which I kind of think I've talked far too much for this episode. So I know I feel like you have, and I feel like I've just been listening. Actually, it's been quite interesting. The need for approval. This is just this again. has been something that has bit that I've really, you know, when I when you were like episode ideas, and I was like, oh, literally, this is the only just thing on I can think mind. about. It's really on my mind at the minute. Yeah, as you can probably tell. <laughs> well, I think, like you said, even if going back to that whole windbag thing, I think a need for approval is often it often brings out these traits in you that are the ones that are anti-seductive because in some ways they're defense mechanisms. It's if I talk, maybe some will find me interesting. Mm-hmm. What were some of the other ones you mentioned? Um, um, the, about, was you those said, are generosity. So generosity, again, that comes from insecurity. If I'm nice to everybody, I know I sometimes say to my girlfriend, like she's so nice to people and it's like sometimes i'm just like you know what no one like a lot of the time that just doesn't come back at you and i think you've got people who are takers and sometimes generous Mm. people are actually seem to find people who are takers and obviously it's givers and takers and i think that's again comes with this insecurity that if you're not comfortable in yourself you feel that if you give 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 people will stay liking you because you're not comfortable that at some point if you don't give you think then will i lose all my friends but actually Mm. that's when you know where you've got that centered friend who you have a balance. You feel sometimes you're given, sometimes you're taken. That's a proper friendship. Yeah, there was a, actually, it's one of the other qualities that was in the anti-seducer that you just reminded me of. I can't remember what label he gave it, but essentially the idea was um, much of what you were saying. And and this particular one really made it stand out. The quality of like needing approval or insecurity was uh, in the example that he gave is the sort of person that declares their love for someone very quickly after having just known someone mm-hmm. um, because they, but basically what he says is anybody that that's going to declare that quickly when they when it can't possibly be true can only be doing it out of a need to please because they in their mind think that if they declare their love or their passion or whatever but in this example they declare their love for someone that can't because it can't be true it has to be coming from a place of insecurity Mm-hmm. because they think particularly in this day and age when we've got hollywood movies that keep telling people you know just tell them that you love them and they'll be like buttering if you like hand. it then you should have put a ring on it yeah right <laughs> um that can only come from insecurity and that's that's the challenge with the anti-seductive qualities is that actually some of them are so counterintuitive like this idea that um the windbag for example if you're going to keep you keep talking at somebody because 
you want to impress them. You're not talking at somebody and, and, to- and telling them so much about yourself necessarily because you're interested in them. It's because you're, you want them to be interested in you. Mm-hmm. And that's the trap. And actually, Dale Carnegie, I think, I might be mis, uh, miscrediting this quote, to be interesting, you need to be interested. Um, mm-hmm. And the more you talk about yourself, I mean, it's quite difficult not to when we're on a podcast. <laughs> so please forgive us, particularly me. Um, but the more you talk about yourself, the less interesting you are. And actually, and this was one of the biggest consistencies I've seen with the art of seduction, the less you talk about yourself, the more of a mystery you become, and therefore, by definition, the more interesting you become. Mm-hmm. I was, as I said, I was reading this book today as well, and they he mentioned the um, there's an artist. It's called um, there was this piece of work where it's called the artist is present, mm-hmm. and it was this lady that she's an artist and she sat in a gallery and basically got people who love her work to just sit in front of her and just look into her eyes. Mm-hmm. And you can watch it on YouTube and like people break down in tears. And it was this kind of idea that actually in that moment there was silence and there weren't like one person talking and the other person, like, like you say in that one way conversation was actually being seen, but also um, mm. seeing somebody else. And they yeah. were saying that in those moments, that's where actually when people, they say, if you look into someone's eyes for like four minutes, five minutes straight or something like that, you actually are so much more connected to that person. I think because in that moment, the silence gives you the opportunity to have equal yeah seeing and unseeing like being there present but at the same time not putting an agenda forward it's just in that moment just being and being seen and i think that's why it's so powerful when you look in someone's eyes and you feel connected yeah one of the exercises that we did in my first day at drama school uh this week um and i'm so glad that we did it i'd never done it before we were a group of 17 people that had essentially, other than those that were in the same audition for the drama school, had never met before. And we had to start a class. Like, we'd never met before, and we went straight into work. And one of the first things that we did was we, we walked around the space, and then as we were walking around the space, we'd make eye contact with somebody, we'd walk over to them, we'd stand in front of each other, look into each other's eyes, and let out a sigh at the same time. Then we'd put out our hands, we'd kind of cup each other's hands, and then... Uh, we let out a sigh again, looking into each other's eyes. And then we'd say, hi, my name is Wayne. And then it's, hi, my name is so-and-so. And we let out another sigh. And then we'd move on. All the while, just looking into each other's eyes. And I tell you what, the connection we have as a group after two, three-hour classes <laughs> is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Because as you say, it's that moment of just seeing someone else. And, and that moment of silence, that moment of no pressure. I mean, it was awkward. It was definitely awkward because you're in each other's personal space, yeah. both in terms of no. physically and mentally, because you're letting out the sigh, which sounds like a very wanky kind of like thing to do. But because you're letting out all that negative kind of energy with that sigh, but you're looking into each other's eyes and then you're introducing yourself to each other. There's a becomes a very deep connection there. Mm-hmm. So in terms of uh, if that's the anti-seduction, mm-hmm. I know we haven't got much time. I'm guessing the opposite leads to seduction. Well, yeah, a lot of these things are, are opposites, right? Um, I mean, again, I, and I think this kind of comes across with the denial and the bluff thing. Sometimes It's sometimes about middle ground, right? Because you can, you can be mysterious, but if you show disinterest, then nobody's going to be interested in you. Like, 
if if you're trying to if, could you imagine this podcast if you were kind of throwing about all these big ideas and my only response was like yep yeah. uh-huh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep it'd be a pretty boring podcast you'd get pissed off with me because <laughs> i clearly am not interested in anything that you're saying i'm more thinking about oh i really do fancy a good pizza tonight or whatever you know so it's, it's opposites right and it's it's often about this middle ground but often some of the things are counterintuitive for example you know you have the doorway drill or the power poses that everybody talks about but you do that too much and everybody sees right through it and you're like the doorway drill again so the doorway drill is uh, every time you walk through a doorway oh yes yes, your shoulders back and whatever and (laughs) right but you put your shoulders back too far and you're in the bluff state and you look like an absolute tool (laughs) Right, <laughs> but all that, all the idea of the doorway drill is to put yourself into a check con- yourself, it, yeah, you and yourself. a more centered position if you are in, de- and it gives off this vibe of confidence, right? But you overdo it, and you look like Donald Trump, you know, <laughs> or Donald Duck, or Don- <laughs> Donald Duck, yeah. Um, so it's more about kind of like, like it's it's again, it's it's this it's the point of center, and I think this is where. Every, well, not everybody, but so many people get it wrong when it comes to building relationships. If you go into the position of wanting to be seen and wanting to see someone else, whether that is physically or mentally, you're going to put yourself in a position where you're going to be actively interested because you're curious, but also you're so at ease with yourself that you're going to naturally become more interesting to the other person because you're not there going, look at me, look at me, look at me. But you're also not there going, please leave me alone, please leave me alone, please leave me alone. <laughs> and I can imagine in your sort of sense nature anyway, you're automatically going to be more empathetic and more responsive yeah. to probably the other person's actually behaviours. And Most maybe definitely. actually if you see someone and you walk up and they are in that sort of defensive, shy position, you can approach and be centred enough that, okay, I don't come in chest up, but instead on this occasion... I, I match and then I mm-hmm. open up a conversation and maybe I bring you to ease. And so I do think probably the best communicators and actually the best, um, whether it's seduction or whether it's actually just connecting with other people are kind of clever enough to be fluid in their approaches and you're centered enough to actually you're centered, but you're flexible in your emotional response to other people, which probably makes yeah. you connect a lot better. Yeah, Definitely. Cool. Any last little points on that? Anything you just want to touch no, on? No, I think we... I covered a lot more than that than I thought. No, I, I feel like I was just sitting back and just chilling. It was quite an easy podcast for me. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have any thoughts on this, uh, please do let us know because it's something that I've, as I said earlier, been really exploring a lot recently from many, many angles. Um, so it was something that I thought would be an interesting episode to do. Um, so yeah if you have any thoughts let us know uh, at pn underscore podcast on twitter powerful underscore nonsense on the old gram or if you prefer email uh, which almost sounds like a, if you prefer to do it the old fashioned way uh, yeah. these days you know when you like send, send me you, an email send yourself a pigeon and pen and paper and <laughs> it's getting there isn't it yeah. uh, send your raven to wayne at powerfulnonsense.com or gem at powerfulnonsense.com weird actually I'm actually finding that with like professionally with like certain businesses or clients now we go through whatsapp a lot more which is a bit weird oh no i know no, you'd no, be no. totally against no that. no 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 you still keep no. the email i know i just do you know what we won't that doesn't it. bother me too much but it's it's when people start talking about groups on whatsapp i'm like no 
No can do. No. You will be muted. It I've, will be pointless. <laughs> I've been Jem Yildiz. Oh, who are you going to be tomorrow? Who knows? Who are you now? I don't if you know. were, Jem, who are you Alter versions of myself, different. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd wrap it up before you get into your a rant on WhatsApp group. Okay, thanks. I, I was pretty much done. Just saving but, the audience. Yeah, thanks. I, was, I mean, I was pretty much done. <laughs> but uh, So he's been Jem, Yildiz. I and think I've, he's been Wayne Ingram. That's right. I have. And I will continue to be. Just be centered. Yeah, I will. Seductive. Uh, it's I ooze seduction. <laughs> <laughs> Check yourselves, people. Check yourselves. Uh, so thanks very much for tuning in, guys, and we will catch you next time. See you later.